Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. Exciting week ahead of us. A lot going on, obviously, this week. We got a homecoming, uh, top 10 matchup here in the swamp. Uh, we got college game day here. We're CBS National Game of the Week. A lot of fun. A lot going on. Should be, uh, should be an exciting time. Uh, obviously, uh, for us, great to come off a, a, a real good, solid win, good, solid team win last week. I thought, uh, you know, there are a lot of little, little things we can improve on on that game. But as a whole, when you look at it, you know, we followed the plan to win and um, kind of in every phase of the game and played well. And we're going to have to continue to do that this week, playing a team that really, you know, has an argument uh, so far this year to be be the top team in the country, you know, with the wins that they have. And um, uh, be a great challenge for us if we get ready to go. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing this weekend's top 10 matchup with the Auburn Tigers. It'll be the first game between these two teams since 2007. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we're going to discuss some history between the Gators and Tigers. In the first segment, we'll get Mullen's thoughts about Gus Malzahn and defensive coordinator Kevin Steele. In the second segment, we'll hear from Florida players Damian Pierce and Kyrie Campbell about this matchup and how they're preparing for the Tigers. And in the final segment, we'll discuss the last time that these two teams played, why they should play more often, and Mullen tells quite the story about getting his appendix out before the 2007 game. But let's start this show talking about the connection between Dan Mullen and Gus Malzahn. Now, the Auburn coach came out this week and said, as he's mentioned before, that he wears a visor because of Steve Spurrier. The former Gators coach had a big influence on him as he was coming up through the coaching ranks. But we found out this week that so did Dan Mullen. The second-year UF coach revealed on Monday that back when he was the offensive coordinator for the Gators in his first season in 2005, he received a visit from an up-and-coming high school coach from Arkansas by the name of Gus Malzahn. He was starting to become a name in the coaching ranks as he was developing his spread offense, so we took a trip to Gainesville to meet with Mullen and Urban Meyer to learn about their system and implement some of their coaching philosophies into his own scheme. Now, meetings like this happen all the time between high school coaches and even college coaches, but I think that this connection is particularly interesting when you think about the impact that not only Dan Mullen and Urban Meyer have had on the game of college football and offenses, but so has Gus Malzahn as he eventually ascended to become Auburn's offensive coordinator. He coaches Cam Newton to a Heisman Trophy winning season, and then he returns to Auburn as the head coach and leads them to an SEC championship and a national title game appearance. So he's an offensive mind that's had a lot of success in the SEC with his system. And Mullen said that he respected Malzahn all the way back when he was a high school coach and coming to visit Gainesville in 2005. I'm sure he saw then that he had the capacity to go on to the coaching career that he's had. Now, what kind of implications could this connection have on this matchup? That remains to be seen. I do think if you're a Florida fan, you have to like the fact that you have the teacher going against the student for as much success as Malzahn has had. It still pales in comparison to what Mullen has accomplished as a head coach and an offensive coordinator. So in terms of who has the coaching advantage in this game, well, you got to side with Florida and Dan Mullen. He's going to be matched up on Saturday with somewhat of a protege of his. And here's what Mullen had to say about his history with Gus Malzahn. I, I mean, I've known Gus for a long time, uh, you know, since back he was coaching in high school. Uh, you know, and, and I think one thing you look he's he, about him, he, he's not afraid to be an innovator. 
uh, within offense. He has systems that he runs and he knows and he's not afraid to, to you know, create outside of the box of within his system and put his players in position uh, to make plays. He has ways to get guys the ball. Uh, they're very sound in what they do. He knows how to scratch where it itches. You know, within if you're going to show him this, I'm going to do this. If you're going to show him that, I'm going to do this. And so, um, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for him, you know, as a coach and a person. I, I mean, I'm, I, I like Gus a lot. Long, long, long time ago, right, when I was an assistant coach and he was coaching in high school. He came out here and visited us when he was uh, coaching. In would have been 05. He came here in 05. I think I went out to see him. He had Mitch Mustaine playing quarterback, and I, I was recruiting. So I remember going out there and getting to sit down with him and talk ball while I was out there as well. It was so long ago, I don't wouldn't recall the specifics, but I, I'm, I bet we both did schematically and just being able to talk football together. I'm sure we both took a, you know, stuff that, that leaked in somewhere along the way, but I wouldn't recall maybe the specifics of it, you know. I do, I mean, if, if something, I'm sure he took away. The, we started running like a single wing type offense that he started calling the Wildcat. And uh, I should accuse him of copyright infringement on that one or something. But then I guess the Notre Dame shift people would have come in and copyright infringed me or the single wing people from 80 years ago. So, uh, no, I, I, the, um, it was something we, you know, we got to talk because I thought he was a, an innovative high school coach and, you know, came to spend time with us. On the other side of the ball, here's what Mullen had to say about Auburn defensive coordinator Kevin Steele and the challenges that his system presents. They're always very, very sound uh, in what they do. They're going to be very aggressive. Um, you know, when, when you look at this defense, he'll play to his strengths. Uh, you know, he's a good enough coach to be able to play to his strengths and put guys in position to be successful. And they have, you know, they have a they, – they probably got three guys that could have been high draft picks last year that came back. You know, and it shows a lot about their program and where they're at. You know, we, we had guys leave. They have guys that came back that probably would have been drafted ahead of where our guys got drafted that left early. You know, so they have some talent, especially up front on the defensive front. You know, they can cause problems, and they're disruptive that way. You know, and then they're, they're aggressive, play a lot of man-to-man coverage. Uh, they're going to be aggressive and come after you. When we come back from this first break, we're going to bring you some interviews with Florida running back Damian Pierce and defensive tackle Kyrie Campbell. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. A lot of Florida fans are clamoring for Damian Pierce to get more carries after his 84-yard performance against Towson. He's performed really well with the carries that he's got and seems to be finding the holes better than the other running backs right now. But after his performance Saturday, which was just short of a career high, Damian Pierce didn't make it about himself. Instead, he took the time to praise his teammates, such as quarterback Kyle Trask and Emory Jones. He talked about his team's preparation for Auburn and really didn't show any frustrations or impatience with the run game. He was in good spirits, and he really likes where this Florida football team is at right now. One thing about the Gators, we're going to take it one week at a time, one day at a time. Because, um, you know, we're just trying to fix the little things, you know, on the season and I'm trying to progress moving forward. Hey, Damian. Hello. Oh, that's my bodyguard. That one on. Have you been able to take advantage of the, the opportunities you're getting? I was just taking what the defense gave me. You know, the um, O-line gave me great looks. You know, you know, we're just, we're just out of executing day as a team. You know, Kai had made a great pass that set me up for the run. You know, you know the O-line just executed and you know, we made plays. Seems like you ran the ball better in the second half as a team. Any reason for that? Halftime adjustments, you know. 
just making little tweaking little things, you know, getting blocks that we didn't make in the first half and um just executing that what it comes down to. We just executed better and um you know, we had calmed our nerves a little bit. We came out in the first half, made a couple mistakes, but we felt something you know, came out with a win. Taking to the next level is when we don't have to go to halftime and make those adjustments in the first place. That was Coach Money trying to get at. How do you think Emory Jones did today? Oh, my dog ball. <laughs> Y'all already know, part two, my dog ball. <laughs> that's, a, that's all I got to see, my dog ball. <laughs> Mullen said you didn't have an incompletion because it was a drop. What can that do for his confidence? No, Emory, you know, Emory's a very late back. I won't take a drop. It's going to you know, affect his confidence in any way. If anything, you know, he'll be he'll be more upset at himself for not taking the right step when he's dropping back or anything. You know, the drop doesn't phase him that much. Kyle Trask kind of, he's had a school record, 18 straight completions. For real? Yeah. What? Oh, man. You know what? Now that you say that, bro, I'm not inspired by Kyle about that record. You know, Kyle, you know, Kyle's a very poor quarterback. You know, he goes through all his reads. You know, he tries to throw the perfect ball every time. That was just what kind of guy he is. You know, congratulations to Kyle. Seeing Naquan get in there. Oh, yeah, that's my little bro. That's my little bro. I mean, you know, I'm on sideline coaching, but, uh, again, his time going to come. You know, I'm just making sure that um, I'm here if you need me. And, you know, he's getting the scheme very well as a freshman. He's coming along very well. Now let's hear from Gators defensive tackle Kyrie Campbell. He met with the media on Monday and fielded a lot of questions about getting ready for this game, managing his emotions. And Campbell had some hilarious responses to some of the questions. And you can tell based on his comments that this dude doesn't want to talk at all. He wants to strap on his helmet. Campbell is ready for Saturday to get here because, as he said, it's time for big boy football. Offense got to go out and execute. Defense, we got to execute as well. Our big thing is staying in our gaps this week. And, you know, they are gapping offense. So if we get out of our gaps, it's home run for them. So really it's just this this week is really about discipline football. Was it good to have a test like Towson? They were, they were able to take advantage of that a little bit. Yeah, uh, we did some things on our side defensive-wise that uh, we could have did a lot better. So just uh, getting those things, those small things right, just technique, fundamentals. But uh, I think we're going to be ready this week. This isn't an easy game or a hard game to get up for, but it's hard to maybe manage those emotions early on. Shoot Saturday. me, I'm ready. Um, what was you talking about get up for? I'm ready. I've been waiting for this. This big boy ball right here. Is it, hard, is it hard to, I mean, it's easy to just get too excited early in the game and nope. get out of your room? No, it's nope. not? Nope. Never mind, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> How about a rookie, <laughs> rookie quarterback? I mean, he's a freshman, freshman. Can you rattle him? Can you give him some looks that will confuse him? Uh, the objective is to hit him. So, I mean, <laughs> he's a freshman quarterback. Uh, he protects himself a lot. So, every chance we get to hit him, we're going to try to hit him. How does he do that? What uh, he crazy? slides. Uh, he gets out of bounds. I mean, he's... What did they compare him to? Like, I think they compared him to Johnny Manziel, trying to protect himself. I guess on that on that side, I don't know. Not sure. What about the swamp? What kind, what kind of effect can that have on him? Man, we need everybody there. That atmosphere, crowd yelling, crowd screaming. They can't hear. It's gonna mess them up. So we need everybody there. I love the crowd. So when they hype, they hype us up. In defense, we get ready to go. Do you guys even mention national championship? Like this could be considered a quarterfinal? Or really, we're just taking it one game at a time. So we're taking it one game at a time. We're not looking past this game. Some are voting on our top five, and you guys have dropped twice after wins in the polls. Do you feel like an underdog? I really don't care what ESPN has to say, <laughs> honestly. So um, I just I, I keep it 100. Uh, they dropped us. Oh, well. They don't respect us. Oh, well. We'll get it. You feel like you can kind of prove it, though, over this next month, right? You'll see.
Can you use that as motivation? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, is there any of It's his ball to drop you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is any of that up in the locker room? I mean, honestly, from practice today, I could just see how our guys just defensively, because, you know, offense on one field, we on another, but just defensively, how we're attacking, tackling. I mean, it's going to be a. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? This is big boy ball. At home with this sold out crowd, they're, I mean, they're going to be loud when you're on the field. What kind of energy does that give you guys? Shoot, the louder the better. You know, offense can't hear, offense can't do what they, they want to do, really. I mean, they got to go off the, uh, the silent count. So, and then the crowd really, I don't think most people know this, but the crowd really does affect the offense. So that's why I say we need everybody there. We need the atmosphere, everybody. Do you guys feed off that, that energy? Yes, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. I love the crowd. I told you, I love the crowd, especially on our home side. It really changes their offense because it's, it's not them doing what they want to do. So they got to go do something that they're not used to doing or like our crowd gets loud. So and what kind of threat does the defensive line pose to a freshman quarterback? A big one, a big one, a great threat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome back into the show. The Gators and Tigers meet for the first time in more than a decade. And the last time it happened, things did not go well for Florida. Auburn was able to get a win during their 2006 National Championship season. It was the only loss that Florida had that year. And then the following year, the Tigers come to the Swamp with former Gators coach Will Muschamp as their defensive coordinator. And they're able to upset number four Florida and get a victory with a last second field goal. And that was the season, obviously, that Tim Tebow went on to win the Heisman Trophy. But in that game, Muschamp and his defense did a great job. The Gators were shut out in the first half, and that was not a performance that helped him win the Heisman Trophy that season. So Auburn was one of the few programs that got wins over UF during the Urban Meyer era. And you have to think that coming into this game, that is something that's a motivating factor for Dan Mullen. He is as competitive as any coach that you can meet. And last year, he was able to start a little bit of a revenge tour from his time as Florida's OC. He beat Michigan in the Peach Bowl as well as LSU in the Swamp. Those were two marquee wins during the season, but also two programs that beat Mullen and the Gators when he was the OC in Gainesville. So this is a chance for him and some of his staff members who were on those teams to get a little revenge on the Auburn Tigers. Here's what Mullen had to say about those games in this matchup, which was once considered a rivalry for Florida. Played them twice in the four years. Yeah. Yeah. But what's crazy is, right, that's like the last time they were here. So yeah. I was here. <laughs> well, I think it'd be, you know, I think I, I told everybody last week, I think it'd be great to get to play, you know, for the, for the players. You know, I mean, you, you think, right? So the last time Auburn came to the Swamp was 2007. I think for the fans and for the players to have that, these games be played more often would be benefit for everybody. That's why you want to come in the SEC to come play big games and to play against other SEC schools. So I think it'd be a great deal to get these games played more often. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Auburn was certainly aided in 2007 by Dan Mullen having his appendix removed the night before the game. You guys all saw the shots at the beginning of this season with Hugh Freeze up in the coach's box in a hospital bed. Well, Dan Mullen was in a similar situation in 2007, less than 24 hours removed from surgery. He was up in the box with his headset on, his call sheet, dialing up plays against the Tigers. And although Mullen won't admit it, there is no doubt that that had an influence on his ability to call the game. I definitely think that you could have gotten a different result in 2007 if those teams had been matched up a different week when Mullen was healthy. But here's the story Mullen told on Monday about the crazy experience he had the last time Florida played Auburn. I don't think Thursday 
Like, I mean, I'm sitting in a staff meeting. I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like something wasn't right. So I got on the training room, laid down for a couple minutes. They're like, try to give you some medicine. Went out to practice. I think I'm pretty, yeah, that was like Urban's like, hey, you're doing the radio show tonight too. So I had to go do the radio show Thursday. But I started to feel a little better by then. Uh, came in Friday and just didn't feel right. You know, so I came to work Friday. You know, back then I didn't have kids. So you're probably a different. Maybe you, you view things a little differently, you know, much more suck it up, tough guy mentality. And so uh, Friday came in and just wasn't right. And they're like, all right, we're going to get you over to the hospital. I said, okay, well, we got meetings, got this. I got to get prepared for the game. And uh, so Friday, we went to pregame, the Friday night meal, and then I do a quarterback walkthrough afterwards. So I did the walkthrough afterwards, and Megan picked me up from the walkthrough and brought me right over to Shans, and Dr. Cassisi was waiting at a back door for us and uh, to get us in because they didn't want to like me walking in the front door the night before a game. Uh, so I brought us in a back door, and, you know, to see a big-time guy, go see Dr. Cassisi right there. He's got some juice, you know what I mean? It was like a, that, was, that was pretty impressive. Um, but walked in, and then they kind of did a, what are they, like a CAT scan or something like that or whatever you're doing that, like, yep. Okay, we got to remove your appendix. So my thought is now it's like 10 o'clock on Friday night. Like, can we just do it after the game tomorrow? <laughs> and um, they're like, no, because, you know, I mean, it's, it needs to get out now. And I'm like, okay. So I remember calling Urban like 10.30 or 11 and say, hey, I got to have the emergency appendectomy right now. Uh, not sure I'm going to be able to coach tomorrow. So he probably didn't sleep real well. He's like, well, who's going to call the plays? Um, like I'm, I said, I'm gonna try to be there, you know, to coach. He's like, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know. I mean, like so. Anyway, so they do the surgery, and then I remembered. I do remember the next morning. I mean, you want some crazy, crazy stuff. So the next morning, I get up, and they're like, okay, before you can get signed out, you gotta like be able to pee so many times, right? You gotta be able to walk around. So like, I give me this big jug, and I'm like pounding water, and I'm like doing laps around. And the lady's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm walking around and trying to drink so I can pee, so you guys can get me out of here. I gotta go coach a football game. And they're like, well, you just go relax. So they had me go relax. Uh, came and signed me out to go to the last walkthrough. So I went over to the hotel for the last walkthrough at 3.30. Got in the car, police car to come over to the stadium. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do gator walk. I'm just quick walkthrough, and I'm just going to be here. I'm going to go to my office, try to sleep off all the drugs, and get ready for the game. And uh, we, get, we end up getting kind of a minor car, a fender bender car accident, and the police ride over here. I mean, just, I mean, just insanity. So I go and I sleep for about two hours, and I'm trying to get off the pain medication, so I'm a little bit clear in my head. And then Meg's like, what are you doing? So I, like, they get me set up in the press box, and I had a phone to call down at halftime to make adjustments. And, you know, we weren't playing real well, so I actually, I'm like, i got to get down to make the adjustments in person. And Dr. Cassisi was sitting in the box the whole time keeping an eye on me. It was pretty crazy. I, I wasn't big into making it, like, a big deal. I don't think anybody knew until well, well afterwards that this had happened. My wife's like, wait, wait, I mean, you're, are you completely out of your mind? Dr. Shisi's like, you're completely out of your mind to be doing this. Uh, you know, and honestly, probably now I have kids and all that stuff. I'd be like, you know, it's just a football game. So, you know, I, I don't know. I probably would have been still in the hospital bed watching the game from the hospital room. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discussed the history between Dan Mullen and Gus Malzahn. In the second segment, we brought you some comments from Damian Pierce and Kyrie Campbell talking about this top 10 matchup 
And in the third segment, we revisited the most recent history in this series between these two teams. On tomorrow's show, we'll get some more thoughts from Florida players and coaches, but we'll also get a visit from one of the media members on the Auburn beat to bring you some perspective on the Tigers. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked On Gators, your team every day.